Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. You're so wholesome. I know! And then I'm posting videos where people are getting cum in the eye, like, you can be wholesome and also be kinky as fuck. I think we might be best friends now. I'll say to you what they said to my parents, and no takesies backsies. Hello. In this episode, I'm talking to content creator and massive Star Trek nerd, Sean Ferrick. And he'll be explaining how Star Trek-themed sex turned his life around. Please note that this episode contains references to alcohol abuse and suicidal ideation. If those are topics that you'd rather not listen to, then maybe sit this one out. This is Probably True. Stories of queer life and even queerer sex. Please be aware that this podcast contains strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. There's a couple of things I can thank pretty much directly for getting me to where I am, which is an incredibly poor self-image and the apocalypse. So if it wasn't for either of those two things, I would not be where I am today. I'm Sean. I spend my life online where I get to talk about Star Trek and other things. Like everyone else, the, when the world closed, I wasn't made redundant. I was laid off. In Ireland, I can't complain. There was a good support system. So, okay, fine. It was the biggest shock of my life. And then my marriage ended. You know, just as a curveball there. It had been coming a while. It was amicable. But it was just like, right, okay. Ah. So that wasn't related yeah. to the Star Trek thing then? You weren't married to someone who turned out to be a Star Wars fan or something like that? Oh, no, 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 no. He couldn't be further from any sci-fi if he tried. Like, I do remember warning him early on. I was like, now listen. I'm a bit of a Trekkie. Okay, Sean. No, I really need you to hear me when I tell you I'm a bit of a Trekkie. He finally escaped. I moved down to where I live now, as I live in uh, the southeast of Ireland. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, but yeah, I spiraled completely. I did manage to watch all of Shit's Creek in about two weeks, though, so that was good. The pandemic introduced me to several bottles of wine a week. It did get to a stage where I was abusing alcohol. Like, I mean, it, it really was. There's no other way of describing it. And, you know, it was the reason we all became alcoholics during the pandemic. Once things lightened up, I didn't pull back. So I kind of continued doing that. And because I was feeling so bad in myself, I was kind of getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually it was like, every time I looked at myself, I saw every bottle of wine. I saw every takeaway. I saw you're living on your own now. What are you doing here? Now, just around that time as well, we had a load of new Star Trek and I was starting to get more involved in the community and everything. I love me cosplay, right? So I put up one of me wearing some of the original series stuff. And you know the way a hundred people can say you look good and one person says you don't. And guess which comment you remember? I know I sound so up my own hole though, saying hundred people and I look great. But no, this one person said, um, since when does Starfleet officer have bitch tits? <gasps> And I was just like, okay, that is, that's hurtful. It was obviously designed to hurt and it, it, it hurt. So, you know, so um, that sucked. There, there was a moment, there was a, a particular night where I got very, very drunk. I got very, very emotional. And by the time I woke up in the morning, I was just like, that could have gone either way. But I know that is because of how I put myself into my head with alcohol that in that particular time, because... You know, we're all of us on our, on our own 
journey of self-discovery. And I think the positive of that was that I knew I would feel differently in the morning. And I did. That was one where I was just like, right, at the very least, you've got to throttle it back. You've got to throttle it back at this stage. That's not to say I've never drank too much since then. I absolutely have. But uh, yeah, there are these moments where you're just like, all right, what's the end game here? Whether the end game is that night or whether you're going to change the direction you're going in. That was just over two years ago. And I just kind of went, well, look, listen, that didn't feel very good. So um, be selfish, feel good. Got in touch with the trainer and a bit, a bit like Forrest Gump, I just started running. And so I did and I ran, I listened to audiobooks and it's grand. It's difficult to have to do it every day, but it's very straightforward, right? And it worked and I started to feel a bit better about myself. And I posted a couple of progress pictures on things like Instagram and got a couple of likes I got a couple of dislikes. I got a couple of boots up the hole as well. But that was also like, right, just keep going, keep going, keep going. And once I started to lose a bit of weight, it was grand, it was grand, grand. Along the way, I realized I was in rather a lot of debt and my wages at the time were not covering it. And so kind of fast forward, I got to the stage where I'm starting to feel a bit more confident in myself. I have more Star Trek cosplay than I know what to do with. He wonders why he was in debt. What about this OnlyFans thing? So I do this big thing where I make the decision. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be like, right, okay. I'll only post suggestive pictures. <laughs> that lasted long. There's only so many times you can cover your D with the D. And I did it. I found out how many times you can do that. From making that initial decision to start an OnlyFans to ending up in a hotel room with someone you've never met before filming you at angles you never knew you were physically capable of doing is a very short decision-making process. Like, you think it's going to be this huge, I can't believe I'm crossing this line. No, you start to be like, grand, cool. What have I not seen yet? Because I want to be the one making that. And it was fun, and it was safe, and you get to decide everything. I hope, I like to think that this outdated idea of what sex work is, is fading as more and more people are exposed to the realities of sex work, which I think is a positive thing. Like I am obviously big defender for, you know, hearing the stories of sex workers because a lot of them are so funny. There's so much laughter. The amount of farting that you will go through in every single scene, whether it's a farting scene or not, is just hilarious because think about you know when you're with someone and you're figuring out each other's bodies you do mess up because you don't know each other's buttons you don't know the right turn-ons and even if you're perfect communicators you're still like you know you're still figuring each other out and imagine when you've got an hour and a half to do that i assure you by the way hour and a half that's including breaks uh showers that's including like you know kind of like go for a run so initially i was just like so easy to tell yourself no one will want to look at you when really it's a conf it's purely like if if you think to yourself no one wants to look at me that's a self-confidence issue because one of the things particularly since starting only fans is that if you can think it someone has wanked to it <laughs> it is as simple as that everyone has their own set of tastes their own kinks you are someone's dream person and it's very very hard to feel that when you're in the beginning and you know kind of like Ugh. 
In your early days when you were first posing in your skimpy pants with the Starfleet Delta, I'm going to assume that you've got a pair of pants with a with a communicator 100%. symbol on them? 100%, yeah. Was there any kind of wobble? Was it a smooth road from like the first few kind of teasy shots to your full-on cock-out waving it around kind of thing? It was a pretty smooth journey because I am... I feel so lucky. Like the the initial feedback I got was just so overwhelmingly positive. Like I'm not the only person who's ever done sex work with Star Trek costumes or something like that. But you get a couple of these messages that are like, I didn't know I was looking for this until now, that kind of way. <laughs> I knew Star Trek was going to be my need. Like if I didn't do that I in, in my head, if I don't do this, I, I don't have, you know, another thing. And even once or twice, it's funny. I have tried to flirt with like another fandom and it's just like, No, I know where I feel safer. It's what Roddenberry would have wanted. I really want to make a point of saying as well, certainly every single subscriber, so polite, so polite and so pleasant. There are people online who are arseholes and who will just be like, oh, you're ugly. Oh, you're this. And you're like, yeah, anyway, uh, I've received a lot of DMs on Twitter where it's just been like, I'm considering turning off my DMs. Whereas on OnlyFans, it's just been like, and this is quite lovely. Thank you very much. I appreciate this. You're also nice. Yes, I will shag people on camera because you've asked so nicely. So did that. And then it was like, grand, cool. Now look, because everything I do is online, someone's going to tell me family before I do. So I'm going to tell them straight away. Dad started giggling and has been giggling ever since. My mum uh, just asked a couple of very fair questions. And I said, and, and it was fine. Like she, I just had a concern. But, um, but then she kind of, she got very ponderous for a second. And she went, so... Sean, are you are you telling me that there's people will, will will pay for you to dress up in Star Trek uniforms and sort of do things? And I went, well, it seems to be, yeah. She was like, and you're only starting this now. <laughs> Fair play. So uh, thankfully, that went well. What was going through your mind when you decided to tell them and how did that go? I think I expected a worse reaction than I got. I'm not trying to just be like, oh, make them sound like angels. I mean, they're normal human beings. We all had an idea at some point or another what sex work was and what porn was. And don't get me wrong, there are horror stories happening today in the industry, you know. But I just tried to phrase it in such a way that I didn't kind of drop the bombshell day one. Just like, look, I've started this. I was honest, at at the time, my plan was share suggestive photos in cosplay, see how I get on. But from day one, I said, perhaps down the road, I may end up doing more. A year after that, and that conversation, I have to say, it did go, it did go positive. I felt very supported. Like in a, you do you and please be safe. I was like, don't, that is, that is my absolute plan. I know you're going to worry about it, but don't worry about it. A year later, I was going out for a point with my dad. And we were chatting away about something. And then he, he he mentioned something about rates. We were a bit along at this point. He was he made a joke or something about rates. And I said, Asher, look, I, I don't do that. And he kind of looked at me. And I looked at him and he went, but I thought you're a sex worker. And I'm like, well, I am. He goes, so hi. So he had thought that I was escorting. I was like, oh, I see. No, I'm not. I'm not escorting. That's not where I currently am. And you could see this weight lifting because he was terrified I was going to be attacked or I was going to be you know obviously I think a little bit unsurprisingly haven't checked out my content so this is the one time I don't particularly feel bad about that you know what I mean so yeah I was just like look I'm not currently escorting it's not something that is on the slate for me at the moment so in that respect you can not worry about that and you could literally see the only thing he didn't say was oh thank god because again there was this idea basically he had 
that I was going to get picked up by Jack the Ripper in his head. And uh, yeah, for whatever reason, the Ripper has skipped me. I wouldn't take that personally. I would be okay with that, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this, I have to share this. This is so funny. Again, lovely message I received one day. Uh, so I identify as pansexual. I make content with uh, all genders. So I shared a clip where I was with a person who identified as female and I got this really respectful, really nice DM from someone. They were just like, will you please, will you be sharing more with male presenting people? And I went, oh, no, I will. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Sorry. I thought you'd done a hard left turn. Okay. That's grand. Thank you very much. And I was just like, okay, that's no, all right. That's fine. That's fine. So, uh, yes, th- th- there's something there for everyone. And don't worry if you don't like this week's one, there might be something next week. Mm, vagina it's actually okay mostly i just think joe you know it is i just think people are sexy my poor parents after the whole thing of me coming out and then i came back in they've taken it rather well uh, i think as well as can be expected basically the kind of the, the point of me sharing this is that not too long ago i went from being someone who was on a sort of a really straightforward career path i was working in an office uh, i did not enjoy what i was doing And then very quickly after the apocalypse broke out, I went from drinking a lot, spiraling, eating my feelings to, I think, successfully living alone for the first time ever, generally being physically healthier, far more sexually healthier. That was another big thing as well. I stress that this is not against, certainly not against my ex-husband, it's not against any of my previous partners, but I grew in my own sexual confidence an awful lot. Funnily enough, a lot of it was less engaging in new types of sex as it was talking about them, be it with friends, with co-workers. And that has been, for me, one of my favorite things. It's like, you know, Sean yelled a horn dog. I just love talking about sex, which I do. That has been one of the best things for me because I had a very... I had a very strange journey with sex from when, you know, I first had sex to when I started doing sex work. It didn't leave me in a massively healthy place. And so, yeah, I'm really happy with where I'm at now. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. If you don't mind talking about it, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you discovered your kink for cosplay and that area of things, if you don't mind. 
I don't mind at all, because unfortunately it's quite a boring answer. Oh, lie. Just before the apocalypse. So my birthday is in February, and of course everything locked down on the 16th of March. So if I'm ever having a birthday party, always have done costume parties. I was big in the drama society when I was in uni. So I've always, I've always done that way because when two strangers in costume meet, they automatically have something to talk about. And I've always looked at it that way. You and I might arrive at a party together and this is an alternate universe where we're not best friends. I know, just, just terrible. Like I'm there dressed as Captain Kirk. You're there dressed as Catwoman because you could pull it off way better than I could. And straight away, we're like, oh my God, tell me about your costume. And I'll be like, oh my God, how much talcum powder did it take? You know, things like that. And so it's, it's always been a good icebreaker. So I had two Trek, just like uniform tops going into lockdown. I now have a full wardrobe. When I say full wardrobe, that includes seven vacuum sealed bags. Like I can pretty much like if you need me to do like a video for someone in any area of Trek, I think I've got it covered. I mentioned the debt earlier. So this just became my big thing. I spent the few seconds thinking, well, look, what can I do to stand out or something? I'm just going to do Star Trek. You know, I have all these different uniforms. I have all these different things. I'm going to try this. Imagine the doors of Space Dock just opening. (sighs) Kink released. I didn't have any idea how much I was going to enjoy this because I find when you feel silly, not uncomfortable, when you feel silly, when you're with another person or persons, I find that for me more fun. For example, for me personally, I can think of nothing worse than, you know, those movies where it's like really (gasps) look into each other's eyes and it's so deep and so reflective and so romantic. There is absolutely a wonderful place for it. It's just, I know we're going to roll about and get sweaty and we're going to fart and everything. So have a bit of fun. And I find for me, cosplay really helps. I did have some people before say, do you cosplay as characters? No, no, I do not. No, I'm not about to pull out the Vulcan salute halfway through and shove it up inside you. You know what I mean? No, unless you ask me to. I am not an actor. Uh, never have been. Hey, do you want to pretend to be Picard? I'm just like, I'm not shaving my head. I did that before. It doesn't look good on me. <laughs> I see you more of a, as a Riker anyway, I think. Which have you found has been more of a barrier to romantical entanglements? The Star Trek or the OnlyFans? Um, is it your face or your personality that puts people off? Is it the fact you have a kink or is it the fact you cosplay as kink? You know, which one is it? You know, <laughs> honestly, I think I've been lucky. I suppose if I had to go with one, but I'm talking really, really small number of times, it's probably sex work. I do remember, went on a date, really good date, really hit it off. I had a cheeky kiss at the end of it. And it was all, yeah, it was all, and it was sweet. It was romantic. You know, we were texting each other, nice thing. You know, he was a bit of a sci-fi nerd as well. So that side of it was things. I didn't have to come out as a Trekkie, for example. And then I said, oh, I'd like to meet you again. I'd really like to meet you again. Great, great. This was super early doors. Like this was, I was still doing the kind of like the cheeky photos at this point. And I was just like, oh, just so you know, more than anything else, I have an OnlyFans. And he went, oh, sorry, you're really fucking promiscuous there. You're just a whore, are you? It's like, excuse me see now my response would be is like you say that like it's a bad thing whereas at the time i was just like that's the reaction i'm always going to get from people what have i done what have i done it's one of the few times i've ever had a wobble since setting up only fans because i now realize he was speaking to whatever the doubts i was having about doing it myself 
I said, oh, maybe he's not nice. I, I don't know. I haven't spoken to him since. He might be the most, he might be out saving people's lives. So I, I don't know him anymore. That was just a, a, a comment that I believe was quite thoughtless that hit me right in the, uh, in the chink in the armor. No, he's a dickhead. I've decided. <laughs> and far be it for me to disagree with you on your own show. <laughs> but uh, I've been quite lucky. I really have. The general response to it has been, you know, that gif of the guy who does the blink and the, you're like, oh, that's the reaction I get 90% of the time. Oh, okay then. About a year ago, someone was just like, oh, I, I might have to process this. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to be over here. You do you. Yeah, and, and that person, sorry, then was just like, oh, hang on. What am I talking about here? Look, you're having fun. This is great. You know, you're earning money. That's fantastic. Plus, soapbox. Sex workers are probably among the most sexually healthy people you'll ever meet because we all have to be tested so regularly. Sex workers are riddled. No, they are not. Because they won't bloody work if they are. This was a strange one. My friend rang me one day and she was quite upset because, uh, but not with me. She was quite upset. She says, I have to tell you something, but it might upset you. And I was just like, Jesus, you know, what's up? She said she had just got an absolute bollocking off her housemate because she was such a bad friend that she had allowed me to do OnlyFans. How dare she let you do your own thing? Absolutely. She gently held me down, restrained me, and got a decent quality camera. No, I was just like, right, okay, thank you for telling me. If you're talking to her again, you know, it was an ex-housemate, so like, if you're talking to her again, just be like, I'm doing this by choice. No one's forcing me into this. Like, I'm doing this because I want to show off me willy, but not for free. And what does the Joker say? If you're good at something, never do it for free. And that's where I've been going wrong. I've been waving mine around so much for free that no one wants to pay for it now. They've all seen it. You see, you're either a sex worker or a sex volunteer. That's where I'm going wrong, yeah. As time has gone on, it's just been so overwhelmingly positive. I've met some incredible people in the industry. So I've never felt so supported than I have with like particularly other sex workers, other people in the industry, because there's things you can talk about. Like if you're a neuroscientist, there's things only a neuroscientist will will understand. And I'm deliberately using that example because I was just listening to your episode with Leander. He's just wonderful. Have you done a scene with Leander? I, I have not done a scene with Leander. Please consider this an official request, Leander, if you're listening to this. Because I just think not only is he a fantastic creator, he's incredibly intelligent, he speaks really well. There are things two neuroscientists will understand that people who are not neuroscientists won't understand in the same way that there are things that two sex workers will understand that somebody who's not in the industry won't understand. And I think it's so funny. Some of the chats that I have and you're just like, yeah, 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 of course, of course, of course, of course. How is this my life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is great. That is great. And then simultaneously in another chat, I'll be talking about this week's episode of Star Trek Picard. And I mean, really, I mean, how did they really get that set rebuilt in that certain way? I think that's one of And talk about the lighting in this scene. Oh, lighting. There's a crossover. Actually, now if we do the lighting in this scene a little bit differently, it's just, it's so funny and bizarre. And I'm nearly two years doing OnlyFans now. I've had maybe two or three poor experiences, like where I've got a bit of abuse or something. You get plenty of people saying you're not worth the money, but you just you don't take that personally because they're not critiquing you. They just don't want to spend money. So it's just like, hey, look, you do you. If you want to go and find something for free, there's lots of free porn online. I would say to anyone who was thinking about taking it up, you know, by all means, do just you're going to have to put work in. That's the thing. That's not going to be unpleasant work. 
it's just it's work like i do find it fun like it is it is a full-time job and there's all different ways of approaching it as well one of the number one things about sex work is you need to be good at marketing and marketing is time you have to get good at talking yourself up and it feels really weird because you're like my sorry to bother you i know how to play with a pair of balls would you like to look the video maybe that'd be be lovely i'll leave so there, there is a grind to it. Um, and plus the, the actual, the videos to make themselves, you know, those 10, 15 minute videos we watch online probably took two or three hours to film. I know I'm shattering so many illusions here. Nothing happens in sequence. Oh yeah, this is the best thing from start to finish. And I'm not saying it wasn't good. There's a, a creator I work with who is just fantastic. Uh, Mr. Britain X. And I was filming a scene with him and he's so experienced at this stage that it was honestly like Spielberg was in the room because while he was performing, he was still getting the correct camera angle and making sure everything was in shot and the lights were all good. And I was like, this is, this is incredible. You know, I'm, you know, struggling to make sure I'm physically able to take part in this. You're figuring out like, you know, where the boom mic goes, lol. As a creator of Star Trek-related content that isn't sexual, is there a a friction between those two worlds for you? No, there isn't, but that involved conversations because both things happened very simultaneously. And so you're kind of like, you don't want to annoy one, you know, well, obviously OnlyFans is very much uh, self-employed kind of thing, and you don't want to wind anybody up. So basically, they they have been been very good to me. and the, like, obviously, I would never, ever, ever advertise anything in any of their videos because I'm also very aware that there is an under 18s audience on a lot of their platforms. Obviously, I don't want to be advertising to an under 18s audience because why would you? So I keep everything separate. To this day, I get people messaging me, oh my God, I didn't know you did this. And I'm just like, well, I guess my strategy's working then. I once had, it was so funny. Someone got annoyed for some reason or another and they, they messed me going like, oh, well, how would you feel if I told your other job what you do? I'd be like, okay, you'd be about like a year too late because I told them ages ago. I love shit like that because especially with jobs like yours, is that how do you think they don't know? We all spend all our time online. They follow me on Twitter. They know this shit is happening. It would be very strange if like your your YouTube job didn't know about your OnlyFans job. That, It'd be that, a bit like, oh, we need to have a conversation with John. Quite frankly, this is on you at this stage. If you, you know, kind of like, They've known since more or less day one. At the end of the day, it's all business. This is the lesson that, frankly, I learned quickly. Anyone going into it, nothing is personal. It's going to feel personal. Nothing is personal. Even when they say something like, you know, kind of, oh, Sean, you're this, you're that. And I'm just like, I'm actually not. And you don't know me, so piss off. So that's, that's, that's it's, 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 it's been fun. Do I see myself doing it long term? I would have absolutely no opposition to that, which is a real politician answer, I know. But um, I'm, I'm not sure. But like, I certainly, like, as I, as I sit here right now, I don't have like a, oh, I'm working toward X. And then once I do that, I'm going to leave the industry. Working towards Leander, certainly. That's literally, once I'm with Leander, there we go, I'm done. I'm done, it gets no better than this, and I'm sure he's saying the exact same thing on the other side, yeah? It's surprising how much of his podcast was just talking about you that I had to cut out. I suppose we should pay the bills. Would you like to plug your OnlyFans now? Plug. My OnlyFans is Trekkie Sean. You can find me on Twitter at AltTrekkie, and all of the links are there. If you like it, enjoy it. If you don't like it, I won't take it personal. Don't worry at all. That was 
probably true. The multi-award-winning storytelling podcast created to remind all of our queer siblings that we are none of us alone. If you like what you heard and you want me to keep doing it, you can support the show at patreon.com forward slash probably true. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.